If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. I'm in the zone. I'm Dustin Ross. This is the Friends Zone. And here's the news that you can use. First, Frequent overhead reacher Kevin Hart sends a message of support to talk show host Ellen DeGeneres, saying, I stand by the ones I know and love. Next, he stood by her and laid his head on her hip. (laughs) Second, TV and VD personality Benzino was arrested over the weekend for criminal (laughs) damage after a fight ensued between him and the new boyfriend of Althea Hart, the mother of his son. Allegedly, the fight started when Althea introduced him as Benzino, and then her new boyfriend said he looked like a Branzino with his no neck having ass. <laughs> really? And finally, Debrat oh revealed on Dish Nation that Eminem and Mariah Carey never actually had sex because he prematurely ejaculated before they even took their clothes off. Media outlets immediately reported this as DeBrat spilling tea, and Eminem responded in a statement saying, as far as DeBrat and that morning show is concerned, her tea's gone cold and I'm wondering why I got out of bed at all. <laughs> Welcome to the friend zone. <laughs> that was, you know, that was a good what? one. <laughs> that, was, that was a nice little throwback. I couldn't even get it out. <laughs> Okay, welcome to the friend zone. Your weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because don't none of us want no damn musty brain. Hey, friend, how you doing? I'm <laughs> oh, good. How are you guys doing? How was your week off, your break, your rest, your breather? I feel so much better. We all needed a break. It was time to reset, recharge, so that we could face the damn day. And that is what I think all three of us did during these here times. So, Amen. I mean, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks for holding us down. You know? <laughs> We've been consistent since January, and it is now August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was time mm-hmm. to, to regroup and reset and recalibrate, like Dustin said. I feel so much better. Ooh. I feel like I can mm-hmm. totally push through the second half of the year now. Um, I even fixed mm-hmm. my sleep schedule. Remember I was saying I was having some problems with that post fireworks gate. <laughs> Girl, you opened yes, that. You, yes, you, yes. them fireworks came back right after we Oh my God, I, was, I saw so many people saying that. They were like, you did this. You did this I didn't to tweet me. You in it. I didn't tweet you in it, but I definitely said Fran spoke them fireworks right back <laughs> 
Well, I apologize yeah. because they did not, in fact, come back to my block. <laughs> but I'm sorry that they came to yours. I got really good sleep this week. Like, it took me the full week to... Uh, to fix that sleep schedule, I was telling you guys I was going to bed at three in the morning, which is like unheard of for me. I was up, I think. Normal um, for me. <laughs> I think it was the, the <laughs> night that like Brandy dropped and like a bunch of artists dropped, things like T.J. Yes. Moses, Little Dragon, like Mad People dropped, and I was on Twitter. People were like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> I was like, "PTSD, PTSD." So you obviously didn't listen to Brandy's album first. <laughs> Shade, shade. Because you stayed up. You stayed up. <laughs> wow. And wow. I even stayed up and watched Black Ass King with everyone else on Twitter. <laughs> we had a ball. And, you know, then I went to bed at five in the morning. Unheard of. Me. It was excellent. I know you got five some good ass rest after that, though. I mean, I did. And, and now my sleep schedule, normally I used to go to bed at 10. But now I'm mm -hmm. building up. I'm at 1130. So wonderful. Okay. That's that's I feel like that's straight. That, you friend. know, I'm getting there from three yeah. in the morning to eleven thirty. I'm getting there. So thankful. Shit, for you this made break. it there. Shit. You know what about you, Asante? You were <laughs> you, moving during this break. Did that help you get a little bit of space to do what you needed to do? I before I even get into any of that, you know, we're here at August. It's a brand new month, and first of all, thank both of you for the break that we took because when that text came. Boy, oh boy, was I so relieved. Because I promise you, like, early... I could tell, too. You were like, yes, Lord. Thank well, you. Well, because two hours I'm before in. that, two hours before that, I was, like, trying to say... I was like, there is just no way. Like, like <laughs> I guess dialing all the way back, I remember hating working those jobs where if you were, like, a manager or something, you couldn't call out. So, you know, we had one of those jobs where you can't... You just can't call out of work. So, I didn't know. I was like, there's nothing I can say to be like, y'all, can we just do this tomorrow or next week or something? Because I, I don't have it in me today. So, when you said that, I was like, yes, please uh, pay it to me twice. Technically, we had done two episodes that week before. So, I was like, eh, it just got lost. But, you know, we're right, still on track. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I needed true. the break. I moved. It was very dramatic, traumatic. But I'm past it. I'm in a new space. I'm in a better space. I just want to say fuck you to all the housing people that be dicking people over left and right in New York City. It is not fair. Yeah. But um, I was happy to share <laughs> moments in between. You know, when you stressed out, so you take those those little moments you can to like laugh and shit. Uh, I had some black dudes they were helping me move. They were Jamaican, and we were just having every moment we could to laugh because they were not feeling those stairs and the heat. So just thank you to everybody <laughs> that made the move successful. But outside of that, I'm glad to be alive. I'm blessed to have a new space because I know for some people they ain't gonna come up out that funk. Like where I was, I didn't know if I could get back up, but I'm happy that I got back up. And I encourage any of you listening that don't feel like you can get back up just get back up okay asante mcclerk i'm telling you look it was just storming outside sunshine after the rain y'all shit sure get back up again Ooh. it's waiting full of mercy we, that's the jam don't you you finna make me <laughs> i mean listen you know. you know we back doing the show i have to put some positive energy out there because when i'm feeling negative i don't want to put that out there i need y'all to give me that positivity yeah. back so shout out to everybody on twitter that was you know showing me love and supporting me i needed that i felt everyone i could not respond to everyone because i was too busy being mad about whatever i was mad about at the time but thank everybody i love you all this is going to be a great show thanks for bearing with us okay <laughs> <laughs> and to uh add on to that asante you have the black business of the week for us right yes and you know what's funny friend it's not the blackest it's, it's not? the greenest okay. 
<laughs> no, I didn't agree. I was it's like, are we giving business, it to, to a white brethren? <laughs> no, not that. Um, shout out to Kelly Brown. Um, <laughs> she's the co-founder of a new online houseplant shop called Divine Plantery. Mm. They're located in Maplewood, New Jersey. And she's <laughs> she wants to she submitted her business. So she, I wanted to share my business with you guys. My best friend and business partner, Maya, and I started Divine Plantry from our love for houseplants. It's Divine ooh, D-E-V-I-N-E. So as a black as black women owning a business, we wanted to be able to share our love for plants in our local community as well as in our black community. Our goal is to try to bring access to plants closer to our hometown while also providing a great service that big name shops lack. By turning plant care into a lifestyle for all. We've launched about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks by this time, and it's been super exciting. We did a pop-up shop at Ethel's Club in Brooklyn on the 4th of July, and we have another shop, pop-up shop that we just finished in our hometown, Maplewood, on July 24th. So we deliver from new, northern New Jersey as well as to Manhattan and Brooklyn. So if you guys are looking for some new plant babies, hit us up. So for you all listening that's it, that are interested in some new plants, again, they deliver in northern New Jersey, Manhattan, and Brooklyn, and that's Divine Plantery. You can go to D-E-V-I-N-E, plantery.com. It might be in country. Should I spell out plantery, too? P-L-A-N-T-E-R-Y.com. So that's divineplantery.com. Uh, you can go look at the website. She shows you the plants that she sells. You can submit a request if you want to order some plants. It's a really, really great service. Um, I'm trying to put a little bit more green in my life now that I have a new space. Um, I've been house sitting and AKA plant sitting. That's why I've been here. So yeah, Aww. I want to get a little bit of a green thumb. Uh, that's going to be my, my new thing for this last half of the year. Try to become a parent. So yeah, that's it for the black business of this week. Now I want to give it back to you, friend, as you parlay us to the recap. Well, one more thing before we do that. Mm-hmm. Donnie McClurkin looked like a dolphin. <laughs> he what? Friend, no. Like no. <laughs> you asked him what? You see how God blocked me from hearing that and I had to ask anyway. <laughs> Don't that nigga look like, like his name? A orca, a dolphin. Don't that nigga look like a dolphin? No, he does ahead, not. So on Donnie McClurk, and imagine him popping up out that water like that, you know what I'm oh saying? Rubbing his nose on so say hi. Tell the dolphin hi. And you rub the nose. Can't you see Donnie McClurklin? Go ahead. <laughs> so on the week before last episode titled Episodes Keep Slipping Away from Me. It was a shoot the shit episode and we were sad as fuck because the episode we had recorded earlier that week had been lost. Why is Asante over here cracking up? <laughs> because he know he looked like a dog. No, <laughs> Are you I'm still not. laughing about the dog? No. Um, it's, something, it's something just as ridiculous, but we'll come back to that. Oh, God. <laughs> you about to bring so, it right back. Asante, who stood out to you? I want to give a shout out to everybody in them SoundCloud streets. That's where I was because we talked about so many random things. It was so hard to pick in the emails because y'all be sending so information, so much information and y'all be laughing too. But y'all be having me laughing on both sides. So in the SoundCloud streets, I have a few comments I want to pick from Simone Lee in particular. Uh-oh. Um, well, first of all, you know, Simone was with us. She said LMFAO. I remember Bear Share. So shout out to Simone for being a real one and, you know, being with the, the game. Thank you. Thank you. I knew I wasn't crazy. <laughs> well, Dustin, you know, she was all in your corner this episode because she said, okay, Dustin, with the Nicki Minaj yelling. And that just, that's why I was laughing a second ago because, <laughs> <laughs> And then for the last comment from Simone, Lee, I would like to choose. She says, look into the 5G, though. That also gave me a cackle because, Dustin, you should look into the 5G, though. 
<laughs> you know, with Carrie Hilson His and the face. 5G. Oh, my God. You see, I ain't mm-hmm. I knew he did it. Like, we was, <laughs> you let me tell you something. I'm on a positive journey in my life right now, <laughs> and I, I'm just not doing it. So all this baiting and gaslighting that they do by telling me something, but you should look into the 5G. <laughs> that's, a invi- that's a wedding invitation to getting a cussed-out ceremony. But I'm not doing it. I'm not. <sighs> that's what I found in them SoundCloud streets, and that's what took me down in them SoundCloud streets. Fran, what did you find out there? So it's funny you stepped into SoundCloud because I stepped into Twitter this week. Hey, hit so them Bianca Sadu, I really hope I'm saying your last name properly, said, I'm not against arranged marriage. And she's referring to our conversation on Indian matchmaking on Netflix. Um, she says, but I am against forced or pressured marriage. That being said, I would never agree to anything arranged. And I'm so thankful that my mom has never put any pressure on me to get married. Indian matchmaking was an interesting show, but it does show a lot of the problems in the Indian community, such as colorism, classism, casteism, etc. I made a previous tweet calling out the colorism and a bunch of Indian men came for me, called me a hoe and said I'm inferior oh because I'm brown. Remember, I I put out a prompt asking if our Indian listeners could share their perspective. Since the show was based on their culture, I wanted to make sure to put their opinions on the forefront. Uh, We also had Anit who said Indian matchmaking was entertaining as fuck, but definitely a lighthearted view coming from parents, aunts, uncles whose arranged marriages usually ended up in chaotic flames. I wish my family would shit. Hello, hello. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. She said, as an unmarried 31 year old Indian girl who doesn't give a fuck. Well, mm-hmm. well. Wow. <laughs> and those are Go our ahead, Indian then. friend zone listeners. <laughs> Dustin, who stood out to you? Go on the off, Twitter ladies. Sheets? I want to give a shout out to Just Mika, um, just underscore M E K A, who responded, Thank you. Look at Dustin and Friend Zone Pod. This is just what my family needs. And she actually copped one of the T-shirts from our Black Business of the Week that I mentioned a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, sweet. says, yeah, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. <laughs> so shout out to her. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to... There was a tweet from at the real Kim J who said summers at grandma's were always a vibe. And she accompanied with this video of a little girl. And it's got to be her grandmother because she's a little older than her. The little girl can't be no more than like nine years old, and she's wearing full wedge heel <laughs> shoes. Look at this, y'all. Look at these grown <laughs> ass shoes. <laughs> so I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna uh, tag that to Ooh, our Jesus Twitter Christ. account. Um, but yeah, those are my wow. tweets for this week. Just a couple of laughs. We need to bring the energy up. Hey, another thing, this isn't a tweet, but I, it should be a tweet, and it probably eventually will be a tweet from my account. I think uh, we fall down. By Donnie McClurkins, oh by his friends at SeaWorld, them other dolphins and shit at SeaWorld that they was killing and training the shit out of and working the hell, working them down to the fin. You seen them? Oh my and they God. had that thing. What was it called? Blackfish? What was it? Blackfish? Black, black fin? The documentary. What was that? It was ass. Hell What is making you think? Tiger King. Let's talk about Blackfish. What is making you think about Donnie McClurkins was singing for them dolphins. The dolphins. I'm telling you, it's the dolphins. The dolphins. <laughs> what did you see in Tulum that made you think about it? It wasn't in Tulum, but Tulum was so beautiful. So beautiful. But what it was was, uh, Donnie McClurkin looks like a dolphin. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the lyrics to We Fall Down are about them other dolphins that SeaWorld was fucking up like that. 
That's it. That's it for this. Get back oh up, my again. goodness. Before we get started on this week's episode, are there any announcements, any stories, anything that you would like to share with the class? No. <laughs> I would randomly like to say, first and foremost, congratulations to one Shea Kool-Aid for winning All-Stars. And also, hey! for her, she has a, a deal with OnlyFans, so shout out to Shea Kool-Aid for that. That was so random that we talked about OnlyFans and Shea Kool-Aid separately, and then she has a whole deal with them. Wait, a deal? And what does that look like? What does that mean? I, don't, I didn't read into the specifics of it, but she has a deal with OnlyFans. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just think that's cool. That's dope. That's awesome. That's dope. Yeah. I'm like, what's that mean? random, but that's right. That like, that just sounds like, ooh. So like, shout out to Shea Kool-Aid for everything. I I wanted her to win her first season. This was a great redemption tale. And I just want to make sure I said that at some point this week. That's it. Now we can totally get started. Please and thank you. (laughs) Sweet. So first of all, last week's episode didn't happen because we decided to take a break. It was not because Asante didn't read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I said, well, you know, let's make it hot. You know what I'm saying? We can't just say we can't just say the episode ain't coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's make it spicy. I was dead. You threw him under the bus. I yelled when I saw that tweet. But as you already know, this week's (laughs) this week's episode is titled "I Was in Tulum." (laughs) Shit. (laughs) This week's episode is focused on a book called "The Spirit of." intimacy ancient african teachings and the ways of relationships this book was written by Spirit. <laughs> i was thinking it so bad i was thinking it so bad mm-hmm. let the heavens open what airline you flying what airline you what airline you what airline you don't fly no more i was about to say i'm Spirit. Right. <laughs> hey <laughs> All right, now I'm with it. Come on, friend, lay it on. <laughs> so it was written by Saban Fusomay, who is... Yes, period. No, you didn't, period. Period. She's of the Dagada people in West <laughs> Africa, specifically in Burkina Faso. She's a writer and a speaker who conducts workshops around the world, teaching us indigenous practices for modern problems, which I love so much. My favorite aspect of this is that when I shared that we would be talking about it, a lot of you went and got it. As we mentioned last week, it's sold out everywhere. Do not worry if you did not read this. This does not mean that you cannot listen to this episode or participate in the conversation. They better cut you a check. <laughs> I mean, she she died, but it's okay. She'll be, you know. Oh, that means that money coming quick. <laughs> that means that mean it's going to be a straight delivery. Priority. Get it to friend right now. Damn it, Dustin. Shout out to Sabanfuso May, who is now our ancestor. She did bless us with this wonderful gem. The thing about her name is that it means... You're welcome, friend. (laughs) It means keeper of rituals. So she fulfilled her purpose by writing this for us before passing because it did, in fact, share... (laughs) I can't even get the words out because I'm hearing Dustin speaking like God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) so she did in fact share the rituals of her indigenous (laughs) we're gonna get through this episode so you don't have to worry is what i'm saying if you did not read it because we're going to we're going to attack this the same way that we do every other hot button topic where we dissect it find out ways that it mirrors our own lives and share our stories 
So like I was saying, you do not have to worry if you did not read this book. We are going to move with this episode the same way that we do with every other episode. I'm going to pick something from the book that stood out to me, and then we're going to dissect it and see ways that it mirrors our own lives and our own experiences. (laughs) So don't worry. I'm going to be able to explain things clear enough where you don't actually uh, need the book in order to follow along. But it's such a great book, which is why I suggested people read it, because I thought that it's something you should have in your arsenal. And what I love, too, is that I'm such a book hoarder. You guys have been to Mm -hmm. my house. You see how many books I have? I have stacks of books everywhere. Mm -hmm. My bookshelf is, like, beyond at this point. Um, She literally stacks her paper. (laughs) (laughs) Dead. So fret not... If you have not read this book, Dustin, what is this dance? <laughs> Fred, nah. Is this spirit dance? <laughs> that's, the, that's the spirit. <laughs> okay. That's how, you, that's how you channel it. You conjure it up. <laughs> Let the heavens open. That's how you the spirit of something. You know? Like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Y'all, his name on Zoom is Spirit, in case you were wondering. So this week's episode is about the spirit of intimacy, ancient African teachings in the ways of relationships written by Sabon Fusome. Dustin, I cannot deal with you, okay? He's over here making gestures. Childish Gambino over here. (laughs) So like I was saying, fret not if you have not read this book. Do not worry. We're not doing the like traditional a book club style deep dive it's a podcast obviously and this is just one of the segments and that would take entirely too long so we're gonna do it the friend zone way which is picking something that stood out to me and then we are going to throw it in as a hot button see how it uh, mirrors our own lives and experiences and take it from there so even if you haven't read it it's fine you'll be able to follow along because i'll explain everything with enough clarity for you to know what the hell we are talking about but so so you can catch up mustard (laughs) but i do think you should read it those of you who have read it you guys sold it out but i know they have like the audio book um dustin you said you heard most of it on youtube yeah allegedly (laughs) so so you can definitely (laughs) find ways around it i know some of you were still waiting for your orders to come in do not worry You'll be able to follow along. So like I was saying, Saban May wrote this book. She's an incredible writer, a speaker who conducts workshops around the world, teaching us indigenous practice practices, excuse me, for modern problems. She's of the Dagara people in West Africa, specifically in Burkina Faso, which is just so exciting to... <laughs> Assault to your face. <laughs> I thought about that, doom, da, da, doom, do, do, but I just had to hold it in. <laughs> Y'all are just going to be jumping in with song this episode, I can tell. Uh, but I was just so thankful to read her, read Sabanfu sharing the rituals of her people. Her name actually means keeper of rituals, which is perfect because she essentially fulfilled her purpose by writing this book mm. before she passed. Um, that's deep right Right? she fulfilled it because she shared with us ways to keep those traditions alive and how to focus how to put our relationships in a more sacred context which i think this Mm. book essentially is about 
Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found you. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. So before I get started on the conversation, I do want to give a little bit of background. Um, So I'm going to read very short excerpts from the forward. The forward was written by Julia and Frances Weller. They're apparently her friends and therapists. And I think the way that they opened the book just really set the tone for what we were about to step into and experience. So they say this expression, which reflects Abanfu's oral tradition of teaching, allows us a peak, a precious moment of entry into an indigenous frame of being, which is nothing without spirit, can be nothing without spirit. This book has no theory to prove, no agenda to push, and no one to impress. Sabanfu does not endeavor to fix what's broken in our relationships and marriages, and she steers clear of our one-dimensional obsession with behavioral change. What we are invited into is a living and vibrant cosmos where relations between men and women, and to make sure it's inclusive, between everyone, we'll say that, Oh, okay. Serves I was like, period, all right. period, period. <laughs> fuck all that. That sounds like. Let me add that because we're gonna make sure we take care of. We just finna our get community. it popping up in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we ain't taking no bullshit no more. So, Sabanfu, so you're our ancestor. We love you, but we're now. gonna tweak it a bit. <laughs> um, uh, where it serves the community, the spirit, and the ancestors, Sabanfu opens the possibility of remembering that all matters of the heart are initiated by spirit, and it is to this source that our attention needs to turn when considering the health and wellness of our relationships. Her worldview is in many ways vastly different from the one that is familiar to us in the West. Notions of intimacy and sexuality are frequently turned completely around from what we assume to be true. Our belief in the primacy of the individual, for example, gives rise to relationships that are privatized, owned by us, and cut off from community and from spirit. In the indigenous worldview of Sabanfu's people, the idea of a relationship exi- existing outside the context of the village and the sacred is absurd and extremely dangerous. Intimacy is not designed or encouraged for the achievement of personal happiness. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Rather, mm-hmm. it is for the fulfillment <laughs> of one's life purpose, for the enrichment of the village, and for the expression of spirit. It is a means of offering the gifts that you carry. So I wanted to. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
<laughs> so I wanted to start with that. Let's make it hot. <laughs> Damn it, Dustin. Wow. I wanted to start You're talking there. about the gift. Beyonce presents the Lion King, the <laughs> gift. Okay, we know, we, get, we know what they were selling. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Oh, man. Lord. So I wanted to start there to kind of put into context what this episode is going to step into, what territory we're stepping into. So obviously hmm. this book has a ton of gems, tons of chapters, tons of rituals, tons of topics. We cannot cover all of them. So I'm going to focus on these three specifically. The first one being the role that spirit plays in our lives, in our relationships. The second being the roles that purpose plays in our intimate relationships. And the third one being the role of the community, what that plays into the decisions you make. <laughs> I wish y'all could see their faces in your <laughs> relationships. Well, you said the community. I thought about the gay community. I was like, oh. <laughs> we know that ain't who she was talking about. <laughs> now, I love your damn book, but you know, I, peep, I peeped what you did, homegirl. SS. So first let's start with, because the word spirit is being thrown around a lot. What is that? So I'm going to use her exact words to explain what that she was Kyla Pratt's best friend on that show. Oh, sorry. Never mind. There was a little girl named Spirit. That is so cute. You don't remember that on that no. show? What, that show that Kyla Pratt was on and uh, Flex was her daddy, her best friend. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I watched that show, to be honest. Sorry. I loved little UPN when I was younger, but her best friend's name was Spirit. And speaking of, uh, quick tangent, I've been watching Moesha for the past two days and it is just so <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Moesha. Moesha. You know what you've been writing in your journal? I mean, and, and shout out to Q and Ohaji. Yes. And Andel. And Andel and Hakeem. Like, it just, I was in my house cleaning my kitchen watching Moesha. I was like, who am I? I'm this crazy. And another funny joke. Why were D and Frank supposedly 39 on Moesha? <laughs> <laughs> and I tweeted that. Spirit. <laughs> and I tweeted that, and somebody was like, "Girl, Carl Winslow was thirty six. Wow. <laughs> and someone else told me, um, "What's his name of um, Helmsley? Sherman Sherman Helmsley was only thirty six. <laughs> On the Jefferson. Yes, the first season he was thirty six. You know that's uh -huh. a dead now Sherman Hemsley. I ain't looked never it up. They were not lying. Sherman Hemsley was 38 when he was born. <laughs> <laughs> that was a super duper tangent, but I had to get that out there yeah, while it was no, still on my that. mind. So let's it was on your spirit. <laughs> so let's reel it Go back ahead. in. So what is spirit? Because we keep using that word. So on page 13 of the book she says when indigenous people talk about spirit they're basically referring to the life force and everything in our tradition each of us is seen as a spirit who has taken the form of a human in order to carry out a purpose spirit is the energy okay. that helps us connect ancestors are also referred to as spirits but they're the ones that can connect us to what we see and what we can't see so it's interchangeable in this book when we mention it but I had to just put that out there because I know, you know, people have different definitions of what spirit may, be, may mean. Mm -hmm. So now that we have that foundation and the context of what this book is, the first question that I want to ask you guys 
because she says that out of that relationships out of spiritual context is dangerous, right? That was one of the things that was mentioned in the forward. Um, and she mentioned that if you don't have spirit within your relationships, you're going to have a shitload of problems. And your relationships are based on ego and there's an emptiness. And what you're looking for is that actual connection to spirit, but you think that you're looking for people. So mm. she essentially feels like it's a waste of time. So that's how she feels we in these modern mm. times are so disconnected from the village structure. Because if we had grown up in the village structure, this would be arranged. There wouldn't be no dating around <laughs> trying to find people or you know, having fun and doing that or whatever, however people see it. Because for some people, they don't even play into that. You know, we did. We've dated many people, had relationships, one night stands, ha weekend hangouts, you name it. Because, but she feels in her book that that's what happens when you don't have elders to guide you and when you don't have a relationship to your ancestors and spirits to let you know. I thought it was called living your life. <laughs> to let you know and guide you and letting you know this is a person. Because that's the role the elders play in relationships. They literally match you with who they think your energy will align with, your purpose, because they know your purpose. They have to put you with someone that will actually help you express that purpose. If your purpose and mine don't align well, we have no business being together. And it's interesting because I see that now in this, you know, me being 38, I'm older. Mm -hmm. I ask those questions in my relationships. Like now, now spirit does play a bigger role where I'm not just dating someone because they're cute <laughs> or because you know, we met somewhere and the attraction was there and then we linked up and the conversation was good enough for us to like continue on. Now I do have a little bit more of a criteria, not a checklist. I'm not really a checklist person, but I, I mean, for me, it's like our lives do have to align in a certain way. So it's funny because this book probably would have turned me off maybe five years ago. Mm. But now at this point, I can understand how those Things should be in alignment if we're going to do this for the long haul. Well, I me too, but why the grandmama <laughs> got to tell me to do this? <laughs> but here's the thing, <laughs> you know. But this is what's so interesting. I also feel that us dating around all these years, like in my twenties and my early thirties, it took me to do that to get to this point. You know what I mean? Thank so you. in a way, it's like it, it, I had to sleep with different people. And, and participate in different dynamics to kind of realize what is and isn't for me. So it's interesting because like I, I still honor what she shares for us because it's like, yeah, I think maybe the village structure would have cut that out. What do you guys think? Do you think? <laughs> Hell no. Nah. First of all, I ain't even trying to be rude, but this ain't none of her business. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you talking about? I ain't tell you who to, you know, go back to the village and hump on or none of that. So you can't pick mine. Second of all, great theory. I can get with everything. Yes, your soul has to be in alignment. Your spirit has to be in alignment. But your mama ain't got to tell me to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that whole, that whole, you know, arrangement and be with this person because we know this is what you need. 
your ass would have been divorced if it was elite, if it was, you know, approved in the village. Anyway, so I just don't buy it. None of them old people was happy in their marriage. <laughs> they stayed together for the kids. Like, it just was what it was. So I'm not too keen on taking that kind of advice. But I'm open to listening. <laughs> Asante, you were going to say something? No, you know, initially when you first were sharing that, I thought to myself, like, oh, y'all trying to excuse them parents being there on Indian matchmaking. Because <laughs> I was like, they don't need to have no motherfucking say. But <laughs> if we're thinking about the way it is, like, you know, if it were like community and village and all that, like that, that sounds great. Like if that was like a thing that was like happening for a long period of time, wherever. But black people, you know, we broken in our own. Half of us couldn't even find our like our half of our parents sometimes couldn't even stay with our own uh, their own spouses, let alone I'm supposed to trust they I to pick out a spouse or something for me. Like that's that's where I messed up, like with how it is today. But like, you know, if the times were different or if it was like a different type of community or something, I could totally see that and understand that and get that because everybody kind of like would have a feel for everybody, like what they've been doing in the town. Like whenever you watch those kind of like period pieces and everyone has like a family that has like um, they're in some sort of industry and they're known for certain things. So it's like, oh, those are blacksmiths over there. So, you know, they can build shit and this is their empire and their son makes great marks and he plays sports. Like, I guess kind of instead of like applying for college, you know, you're applying for humanity if you're trying to like, you know, be a, a well-rounded being and get a spouse and you know that you have to be chosen by uh, elders and shit. But our elders, you know, they got fucked up in the game. So... We can't really look to them to want to pick up, you know, pick for us today. But I could see the idea there. The idea is it's a it's a great idea. It's just going to take generations of uh, healing before we could really before I could take that seriously. And I ain't got that kind of time. (laughs) And like I said, (laughs) half of your grandmamas would have left your granddaddies if they felt like it was socially acceptable (laughs) and they wouldn't be judged for it. They hate your grand. Most people, grandparents hate each other. Everybody knows. that. So, you know. I say be choosy. I like the fact that we have freedom and we can, you know, pick and choose and literally do what we want to do. I like that. Don't take my right. (laughs) See, and I love that Asante brought up Indian matchmaking because it ties in so seamlessly with um, how the family was so involved in the process, you know, and and like the. Yeah. And even the mom and dads and the siblings, like kind of having a say on who you should be dating and whether they felt that this was a good, um, what was the word that they were using? It wasn't preference. I forgot what the word she had a pedigree. Well, no, No, I I mean, that was part of it. Yeah. But, um, when they were doing the graphic where it was like the list of what people were picking, it's not going to come to me, but basically people were just choosing their criteria of what they were looking for. Granted, it was a little bit like, vapid in the sense that it was like they can't be shorter than five three (laughs) and like uh you know saying shit that it was like okay but with this it's a little bit different because the elders that Sabonfu was describing in the Dagada people she was saying that the elders have a relationship with your with you on a spiritual level because they tap into the ancestors so they have that that knowledge of what you came here to fulfill and what your purpose was. And so if they're looking at the village on a more multidimensional level, not just like, oh, what do you like to do in your spare time? But actually like on a spiritual level, like we're talking about the OA out here. <laughs> like and, they're and seeing through you on an energetic level. And they're like, your energy and your energy match. And it's that faith and trust 
in those elders who are that connected to that capacity and that level. And that's what she's saying is missing because, yeah, a lot of us would I would never let my mom pick someone for me. Hell no. But I also know that my mom hasn't uh, cultivated that relationship with spirit the way that the elders have in these villages. You know, so there's a disconnect on a lot of generations for us, which is probably why for us, we're looking at that like, hell no. I wouldn't let my grandmother or my sibling pick shit. <laughs> you know, Dude, she got a man. I mean, she was married. Yeah. Well, did did she have a man? Yeah, well, she was hell, married. That don't mean nothing because somebody probably told her to do that. So <laughs> I mean, they did. Uh, the elders put them together. Well, there you go. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I just don't buy it. <laughs> and that's no, that's What's, fine. Like, I, that's why I I'm think sorry. this conversation is is good because it's going to bring out a lot of different perspectives on it, and it's similar to the Indian matchmaking. I could see both sides. It's like. There's an element of someone being like, yo, what the fuck are you looking for? Like, just tell me what it is and I'm going to go get him for you. That would cut out a lot of middlemen and wasted time. I can see that, you know, because even on the show, there were women that had such specifics. And once you're brought a list of those specifics, it's like, that's great. It's literally what you're looking for. It doesn't mean it's going to work because chemistry is also a big factor in that. But I just think it brings them closer to to having an idea of what they like. And I think, you know, the aspect of forcing it, like there were people that were forced into it. And she even mentioned that in the book when she was when the elders told her she was ready to get married. She was like, hell no. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to. He was someone that lived like in another area. She would have to leave everything she knew. And she was so unhappy and, and avoiding it and kind of trying to dodge it. Uh, but in the end, it ended up, you know, working out um, where they ended so up. She was a pushover. <laughs> well, she just had faith in her elders and their vision, you know, and that's what I'm saying about them growing up in that energy of we are. All, the thing is, they view the village as like an organism mm, where every okay. there's a, everything plays a role. We're one living, breathing organism. So they are as invested in your marriage working because it's a part of the organism that's going to keep the village thriving. You know what I mean? Like you expressing your purpose and your partner expressing their purpose is just for the betterment of the village as a whole, you know, because you're, you're providing gifts, you're, you're being role models, you're, you're uh, an ecosystem, you're bringing something to life and anchoring visions and ideas and, businesses whatever it is that your purpose brings like that's what they're trying to say there's something about having a purpose that keeps you guys closer together because you feel this isn't about romance this isn't just like i like you you're hot or whatever the hell shit that we be liking people for this is like we are here to anchor down an idea and we're gonna do it together just for ourselves for our marriage and for the community as a whole and that's what I'm saying. There's See, an element of that energetically that I'm like, that's fucking dope. See, I yeah, until they tell you to marry, uh, uh, shit, one of Nini's sons. <laughs> but they you know wouldn't. Like, but oh, that's the thing. On. But they wouldn't because my energy would not align with one of Nini's sons. Like that's it. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> and the elders would know that. And it's having the faith that Maybe they not. know they that. Maybe not. They be wearing glasses, friend. <laughs> a lot of them have vision problems at a certain Asante, point. Asante, what were you going to say? 
See, it, it kind of plays into that because, friend, what if they do? Well, it wasn't this, but what if they do line you up with Nene's son, friend, and you feel like, no, nah, they wouldn't do that. But then what if y'all in the same room and after, like, meeting him, you realize, oh, this is why they thought that this was going to work. <laughs> or You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and it still ain't going to work. <laughs> like, there's part of me that wonders because I think that it's such a great idea. And that's why I said, like, I would believe in it if it was, like, generations after. Like, it would be something different. I think it's a great idea that people would be kind of looking out for you in the sense of they're picking someone not based on what they think that you want, but what they see that you need. Or like, you know, but sometimes I know that can just be kind of contrived because it's from their experience. So it's like if we're in a community of people where we all kind of, you know, have the same base value so I can kind of see why you would think this and I could give you that grace to feel like, oh, I trust you. But there's so much that happens nowadays where we all taking off like like the littlest thing will make you lose trust in a person's like sense of something. Like, look at Stan's Twitter on fucking music. Like they think that's they can call your mom a bitch just because you don't like the same singer as them. And it's like this is this is ridiculous. But like once it's kind of like that foundation of we all know that, you know, you value security and, you know, you value the, the way that people look at how they treat others like they, they know that they can match up your values and kind of also um fill in what your cons would be where it would be workable you know something along those lines that's where i really do see this idea and it would be Same. a vision that i would really want to fuck with but i just gotta really see what it looks like because i'm thinking also about when you watch those like movies and people get set up with strangers or something that they would never date and then by the end of the movie they fall in love like wouldn't it be kind of <laughs> cool if you see a movie where it's like they don't fall in love but they fall in friendship like it's like oh well that was really cute and fun but here's my brother for you because that's who you that's what they really thought like something ridiculous where it's like you know we not actually for each other but i do still have your best interest at heart because we bonded and this is what's for you as opposed to we are for each other since we made it out the paint doing this it's like no y'all ain't really got to be for each other like i think about all them little things when i think about this in particular right and so here's my question tying into this does spirit play a role in who you pick to be in a relationship with is that ever a, f- yes. a f- central or is it vital to your experience or is it just something that's like not even part of your experience it's absolutely vital to the experience and it's what leads you into making the choice you know allegedly <laughs> so like this is what like you look for that feeling that you cannot describe there's no way i can even articulate it but you know it's a it's a necessity it's a longing it's a desire to make them be better to to make yourself be better to just be together it's something that you can't deny and so when you feel that shit you know it because it feels so different from every other time that you thought that it was a connection with spirit you know what i'm saying i believe in that now whether or not the spirit, you know, it depends. There's some dark spirits, too. You know what I'm <laughs> I mean, that's so, real shit. You know, sometimes you might be a freaky spirit that leads you to a person, <laughs> but you never know. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, But it's a spirit that exists, and I definitely believe that. That's what love is. It's that feeling. It's that you can literally feel the vibration between no bedroom candy. You can feel the <laughs> vibration between you and that person. You can literally feel the love. And it, it, it yeah. So, yes, to answer your and her question, even though I ain't really feeling her right now, but, you know, the author or whatever. (laughs) Yes. Yes is the answer to the question. Asante. Yes, also as well. But before I really get into why, yes, Fran, have you watched that show that everybody that we were talking about, The Lost Resort? Not yet. No, because I was resting this week. Well, Fran, now that you... 
now that you have rested, I would love for you to watch those first two episodes. With, and it's going to be th- uh, three this week. They're, they have healers. Um, like I said, it's like two black people on there. The rest is some white folks. And then there's two white people that are healers and then two black people that are healers. It's also interesting because they're showing this dynamic of the healers kind of, you know, being in different practices. And some of them have led their own uh, their own retreats. So they're trying to, like, find space for each other. But um, I don't want to spoil it for you because I know you're going to watch it. But there's this one healer and he's worried about like, you know, some dark energies coming for this next episode. But and it, it all pl- talks about it's all about sex. So that's why I want to know if you was caught up on it. But um, I definitely believe in spirit because there are these moments and maybe I just didn't have the word for it then or I just didn't look at it then. But there are these moments kind of where you're in a where I'm in a relationship or I'm in like situations and I'm like, does this feel good? Like, is this good? Like, I'm kind of doing like uh an inventory like a checklist every so often and not even like just regularly but like you know you just might be in a moment with somebody and you're kind of checking off like do you think that this is right and i feel like there are always steps that kind of lead me into yay or nay and whenever i'm nay i just don't like i kind of disconnect or or i'm cut and dry about like i'm not feeling this so i definitely believe that there is like something and i don't feel like everyone has it so i'm glad that you asked because there are some people that i kind of you know, they just be jumping trains and, and maybe it's because of, you know, the hurt or they know how to date fast and process fast. And it's nothing wrong with it. It's just that I wonder what for myself, like, I wonder what the spirit is like in that in that sense. Like, you know, to kind of just be able to get the bullshit out the way as quickly as possible, but to be going through as many candidates, if you will, at a time. I mean, I can speak to that just from my personal experience, which kind of ties into what I was saying, that maybe because we don't have that village structure that we would have had if history had been different. Um, And, you know, we're trying to make do with what we have over here in the West. And I think the bouncing around and dating around and going from this person to that person, I felt like that was my experience when spirit wasn't involved. Mm. And it was just me trying to find spirit through these people not knowing that i had to actually connect with it on my own first so you know you always hear that quote people say on twitter like how you gonna love somebody else if you don't love yourself first and like we say that all the time and it's on instagram but there are elements to that that make sense in the sense of love being that connection to everything to energy as a whole to life to the life force you know and it's like I was looking for that, but thought that I was looking for people. And it wasn't until Mm. that practice came into my life, obviously like through my health problems, um, me having to start insulating more and isolating more. And I went through my lone wolf thing where I was by myself, you know, the past couple years. And it really took me being by myself to understand my purpose and everything she was saying. So Bonfu in this book, it's like, what can I contribute to an experience if I don't even know what I'm here to contribute as a whole, just as a person, you know? And it felt, and I felt like it wasn't until I had a greater understanding of that, that my relationships changed. Because now when I go into a relationship, I'm not looking for what you can give me. I'm looking for what we're going to create together. Mm-hmm. And what I love in this book, and this is on page 69 for those of you who have it. <laughs> She says, in the indigenous context of Africa, the concept that each one of us comes into this world for a purpose determines who you eventually enter into a relationship with. 
Certain purposes are more or less similar. Some are very much alike. And this is where you go and look for a possibility of a relationship. Selecting a partner is the business of the elders, like I mentioned earlier, who, because they know everybody in the village, (laughs) know everyone's purpose and are best equipped to understand who can go with whom within the community. This requires a great deal of trust and places a lot of burden on the elders. If a marriage doesn't work, they have to figure out a way to correct it through ritual. But what I love about that is that they explain that even the title of the book, The Spirit of Intimacy, it means that when your spirit and my spirit come together, there's a third spirit that's created. And that's what happens when you come into it in wholeness, where you're not looking for me to be your spirit or your energy source. You're not siphoning my energy in any way. You come as yours. I come as mine. Those uh, join and create a whole new spirit. And that is the spirit of intimacy. That third spirit that we are keeping alive by being together, that we are nurturing, cultivating. And because you're in your full and I'm in my full, we create this whole new entity. And that entity is what is the organism in the village. You get what I'm saying? Like that's what the village needs. They need that gift of the two of you together creating that third spirit. And that's where she titles I really wish y'all could see Dustin's face. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though, because this is what makes conversation great when you just don't see that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I see it and I think it's great. And I'm noticing that now that I'm older, it does feel that way now. And I'm like, oh, so I had to come into that. You know, like the person that I'm seeing now, there's so much alignment. And there's an excitement between us now that I've actually never felt before because I never viewed such long-term plans with someone because I see how us coming together is fucking magical for us Mm. as individuals, for us together and for the world, like what the world, how the world will benefit. And even our community, like I'm obviously not going to put, Uh, my personal plans out there because it has nothing to do with like media or business or nothing but there's a change I'm going to make in my life and a lot of my friends are part of that change and they are also looking to make that similar change and by me being with this person it's putting me in a prime location you know like it's changed like he is now becoming a part of an ecosystem And I love it because we talked about how that even changes how you approach the relationship because it adds this purpose where you're just like, this isn't just about us sleeping together and having good ass sex and being able to go places and, and do dope shit. That's important, but it's just bigger than that. And it's it's and I think that that's a cool feeling when you have that because that's important. Like I need all that, (laughs) but I like that we can do that. And then also get back to fulfilling a very, very important need for the community. And to me, that's just huge because it's like we're shooting on all cylinders. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin is just. (laughs) There were so many. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's just so much. But I like I'm very happy that you that you have figured out how to identify what you need. Because that's what's taking place. You have figured out how to identify exactly mm. what you exactly. need. Exactly. And your the 
love that's in your life currently came at the right time. Perfect time. Because you were ready. And I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like wholeheartedly. I just don't want Meemaw telling me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, who to pick. First of all, it's a dude. So like you already ain't with that no way. You know they ain't play that shit back in the day. So now <laughs> we we got there. So how you know you don't even know what to look for. And that's fair. And now. that's fair. That's the modern context that I do feel is missing from this book because there was a chapter that Dustin did mention, 13. chapter 13, where they spoke about homosexuality and viewing the homosexual members of the community as the gatekeepers, meaning that they were viewed as as such powerful beings that could see you as a person and also step into the spiritual realm and see your spirit. So they were like, in that gate, literally the gatekeeper, where they were like, we can step in both worlds, the 3D and all the other dimensions that, you know, your spirit plays in. And so that was beautiful. At least I appreciated that there was reverence, reverence and not, you know, what I was expecting when they were going to get mm-hmm. into the topic of homosexuality. But what I did feel was missing is that they didn't speak on the gatekeepers having relationships. It almost seemed like they just want the gays to do their hair and <laughs> pick out their clothes. Stop it. It's it just they have no concern about their life. No, at but all. it's, it's true. Homophobia yeah. I be talking about. There was right an here. element of like y'all are these mystical creatures that serve the community. It's like, okay, but what about their storyline as individuals said, and yes, as partners? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, like I said, even with them saying, like, this is for men and women, like, obviously, there are things that need to be tweaked and modernized and revised. And that's where we come in, you know, and and pour that in, pour that energy in. But if you look at the bones of the village structure, I really do understand it more now. I'm seeing how even this last part that I want to get into, the community Mm -hmm. aspect, I've always been very private with my relationships. I've never been someone who felt comfortable venting to my friends about Mm -hmm. everything that my partner did wrong. You know, some people like they, they have to get that out and they'll tell everybody that's around them. And then we're supposed to hang with their partner knowing that all this private stuff. And then the, and then our friend gets mad at us when we don't treat them the same. And it's like, well, you can't tell me this stuff and expect me to treat them the same. It's hard. You know, I can't it's, I can't do that. And so I've always learned to just keep shit to myself so that it doesn't change the energies, especially when you're dating someone who's shitty. <laughs> and you're telling your friends about them cheating and doing all this dumb shit. And then you expect them to be nice and go bowling, you know, <laughs> and group dates and hanging out and coming over people's houses. So I learned very quickly just keep that to yourself. That's between y'all anyways. You know, that's for you two to figure out together. But what's interesting is that this book actually debates that and says that that's the problem with the health of relationships in the West, that we are so private, mm. that we take on so much trying to figure out everything ourselves and that we've tried to create community out of two people when it's actually helpful to share with your friends and your elders, obviously, and spirit and your ancestors, you know, multidimensionally in the spirit realm and in here in your 3D reality, discussing these things is actually really useful for you, 
for your heart so you don't take on that load of thinking you're going to figure this out by yourself. And I thought about that because I really struggle with that. Like, do you guys allow community in to your relationships? Like, do your friends know when you're struggling or if you have challenges? How how involved is your community? And not just your friends, but family, you know, all the people around you. How involved do you allow them to be in your relationships? My brother and my sister know everything they need to know, mm. you know? Okay. And they know the most. And then my friends, my close friends know um, if I'm, to me, I, I believe in, in keeping certain things in-house. Same. You know I'm saying? Like everything isn't, like it's not national news if you have a minor disagreement. Um, but if you need the support of a friend because you are broken down based on something that took, that took place between you and your partner, then that's a different type of conversation, you know, that you have. It's not just sharing information. It's, you know, I need help you know, so help me. And you do that as friends. But other than that, you keep that shit to yourself and work it out. <laughs> That's what you do. You keep it to yourself and you work it out. And you just keep that spirit healthy. That's what you do. <laughs> Asante. <laughs> um, I've always been passe on this because, like, I kind of see both sides. Because when people are private, like, it's healthier for you because you have everything under wraps. But it's also, like, on certain levels, in certain cases, it, it almost comes off like, people might be presenting lies. So like, let's mm -hmm. pretend, let's pretend there's a person that's in like a really, 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 really good relationship, but they never want to tell you about how good it is because they're scared for themselves, like how it might go, or they're scared for like, you know, just whatever the fears might be. Whereas they should be sharing how good their relationship is. So people just know that there's good relationships out there. That not every relationship needs to be unhealthy because there are a lot of people that share their unhealthy relationships and there are single people that aren't even thinking about relationships. They look at them. They're like, well, damn, I don't even want to be in a relationship or I'm so glad I'm not in a relationship because they don't get to hear enough about the good things to know that good things do exist and that bad things don't have to be the standard. So I've always been kind of like, you know, I might share a little bit here and there with friends. And, you know, when we do the show, sometimes I might try to share a little something just to connect with people but i don't necessarily feel like i have to share with friends or anybody like you know I, I hate when i'm watching something and someone's like why didn't you tell me like i don't feel like i have to do that or and thank god all my friends you everybody's so strong we don't really want to do that anyway so i don't think that it needs to be a necessity to do so because sometimes you just need to process shit on your own without having to share so when y'all say don't share i completely understand that because you know you got to really be able to process without everybody else's ear anyway and a lot of those ears might not have the full story any fucking way so why even do it why even go through it but yeah whatever makes you happy you know that's what, how i've always been in any situation <laughs> i ain't telling you shit. <laughs> <laughs> well similar to asante I, I too see both sides um, I, when I think of relationships that I was super private, it was usually because it was a terrible relationship. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to let people know that. I wanted to keep up appearances and have people still respect this person when deep down inside it's someone that I probably shouldn't have been with. And I knew that if I told my friends what was happening, <laughs> they would offer that perspective that I probably did not actually want to hear because I knew that it was the right thing to hear. Mm. So a lot of times it was me protecting someone's image, protecting my own, obviously, and and trying to hide the fact that I probably was not making the best decision. And I, and I think what's so interesting now is that in reading this book, 
that's what they're saying. That's what she was saying about the health of your relationship and even you trusting your friends' perspectives. Because I also noticed that too. Who are the friends that I do feel comfortable talking to about these things and who are the friends that I wouldn't? And then it makes mm-hmm. you kind of take an audit of, well, then why are you friends with someone that you wouldn't say something so sacred to? Mm-hmm. Why is that your friend that you like would never? Because, you know, you have those friends. Where you're like, I wouldn't tell you shit. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> fucking wouldn't. But then it's like, well, why is that your friend? <laughs> and so. Yeah. And then you have those other friends that, you know, if you tell something like that, too, it's literally a vault. Oh, and it's, it's never, never go going anywhere. anywhere. You know that. You know what I mean? And so I. I I find um, peace in that. Right. You know, you may have certain ones in your friend group who you don't feel the most comfortable telling certain things right. to, mm-hmm. but you balance that because there's always someone who, who you can. they feel comfortable sharing with you and vice versa. Right. And you just have an understanding that it's shit that I know that far as everybody else is concerned, I don't know. Period. Period. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I will be taking certain things to the grave. Real. Okay. Out of respect for my friendship with people. So I just find that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Find your way back to that. And that's it. And then find your way back. <laughs> but that's what I love about this because whether you agree or not, it brings perspective to you and makes you kind of audit and look around. And I yeah. do, like, when I think of, like, let's say Haas, mm-hmm. she's someone I could tell anything to. Mm-hmm. There's no judgment. And and mm-hmm. I love the perspective she offers because of how connected she is to spirit. I'm not only getting her perspective, but I know that I'm getting a multidimensional perspective. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. essentially what this book is saying. There's a safety that I feel in my heart with a friend like Haas, who I know is talking to me on so many levels and not from ego or judgment, but from like, us having that spirit connection where I know she's talking to me with God in her heart, with God on her tongue. And so those friendships mean so much to me and I feel them in in a different way. And I almost feel like that's what Saban Fu is saying. She's like, that's what a healthy friendship is. And that's what a healthy intimate relationship with a partner is where all of this is just open source where you can all share your feelings and perspectives and there's no feeling of hiding. I would never feel like I had to hide anything from Haas about who I'm dating. And so it does have me kind of thinking about the friendships that I do feel like I would have to hide something from and why mm-hmm. are they around me? And, and is that mm-hmm. an ecosystem that's going to help the organism thrive mm. if that's a leak, a, a leak, a weak link? And that's not to say like the person is a weak link, but just our dynamic is a weak link. That's not helping. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's not helping our individual purposes express themselves for the highest good. You know what I'm saying? So completely. <laughs> so I really think there's a lot to this book that I just found so excuse me so fascinating. Just the thought of your relationship to spirit and and whether you've cultivated that. And then how that plays a role into who you call in to do your life with. And then what the two of you together will do for the greater good. And it's just so many levels to this shit. And it, like I said, whether you agree with it, whether you don't, I think it's a good, a good 
conversation to have with yourself to kind of look around and and see the health of your life as a whole and see if there's anything that needs some tweaking. Maybe you aspire to have healthier connections that are more spirit-based. Maybe you're not there yet. Whatever it is, I just really wanted to put this conversation out there. And of course, I always love when you guys share your perspectives on it. I love that Dustin's like, hell no. <laughs> mm-hmm. She got to go. <laughs> and I love wow. that Asante, you're somewhere in the middle where you can see both sides. Like, you know, and then for me, I'm all in. Like, we're essentially representing <laughs> three different <laughs> perspectives on this. I'm grabbing friend, the back of friend's shirt. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> like, I totally connected. And you know what's funny? I was going to say, I used to feel bad about being a book hoarder because um, I'm someone mm. that buys books. I just see the title, I'm going to buy it. Someone, my friend said it, I'm going to buy it. Someone on Twitter said it, I'm going to buy it. And I have that's why I have so many. But I realized that you really do end up reading books right when you need them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm thankful to have the access to them. Like this book was just in my house and something told me, read that one right now. And hey, that's spirit. <laughs> spirit knew what book I needed because spirit knew what partner was coming into my life and what role it was going to play for my life at large. And so I love how all those things are connected, even something as simple as reading this book and allowing me to have that conversation and that thought process and that awareness. And now I see how it's all falling into place. And I think that that's so fucking cool because I see so much of myself in what she was describing without necessarily having the village around me. We're creating our own, you know, like that's what I was saying, my friends, and I are working on personal projects that will basically mirror the village experience. And I feel like we were drawn to that intuitively because that's just in our spirit. Even if mm. I didn't read this, even with us not knowing our, our, you know, where we come from and what our lineage might be and where our peoples are and what side of the continent, like it's still in us to desire this and to look for this and even recreate it. And so that's why I feel so connected to this book because I see myself recreating these experiences in my own modern way. And so I'm curious, for those of you listening, where you stand, (laughs) are you like, hell no, grandma can't pick shit like Dustin? (laughs) Are you with Asante where you're like, I see it. I'm kind of there, but kind of not. Or are you with me where you're ready to fucking start a village in Brooklyn? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, there might be some communities out there where they trust in that. You know what I'm saying? I know plenty of people I met up in the Heights that have never left the Heights. So, you know, they aunties (laughs) and and grandmas and everybody know each other out the neighborhood. And and grandma like, oh, I remember I used to whoop that one when he was younger, but I know he got a good job. Like, you know, that might be the one, you know. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because there was a part that I didn't discuss, because like I said, there's just a lot to this book. But even the fact that kids don't grow up with just being raised by their parents, like your kid Mm -hmm. will go be sleeping in whoever's house they want to sleep in that night. Cause it's like, we're all raising this kid. And if your kid wants to see, see, uh, 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 the fuck, uh, what was the name of that documentary on Netflix? Which one? About that, uh, 
about the um you know what i'm talking about oh my god that, that was playing that that radio with that weird voice and that little girl's ear and oh had her thinking she was in god, the spaceship stop it what was that <laughs> and you talking about leave the jan damn door Broberg, open in the village the jan Broberg yeah. oh my god <laughs> Oh my God. See, but here's where that's different because that was just a random stranger. Well, that too, but that was a random stranger that they just befriended. But let's say I have a child and I'm living in a commune with, let's say, Maya, Haas, Jade, and Crystal. And my kid says, I kind of am in the mood to like be in Haas's energy today. And and it'll be, it, I'll be like, okay, well. Yes. Yeah, go be in Haza's energy or I, I feel like being in Crystal's energy. And that's essentially what it is. Right. Like your kids are being raised by all of us. And so they're going to gravitate to whoever's energy they need that their spirit might need that week. You got to write a pilot for that. I can't. Crystal said I can't come over because I ain't been quarantined. She though. sure did. <laughs> Look, every time I've been in her house, I've stood, I've stood right outside of it. We be talking through the door. And she all let me come Justin over. Justin FaceTimed uh, us she... and was like, I'm coming through. She was like, you need a quarantine two weeks before you can come. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. <sighs> See, but I just, I'm fascinated by that concept. And I, and I imagine like, you know, even Noah with Jade, like Jade can't do this mm-hmm. alone. That's all our baby. That's all our baby. And and how we can contribute. She, Noah knows when she needs to come and, and lay in a sauna or have her mm-hmm. feet massaged by a machine while she drinks a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whose house she going to come to? <laughs> Friends house. Whose house? The other day, Friends the other day she had a lollipop. And her foot in this machine, I have that massages your toes. And she was like, this is just so lovely, friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I said to her, you deserve. Yes. (laughs) And I made sure when she comes over, Noah gets pampered, okay? She's getting Mm -hmm. skincare, Mm -hmm. massages. I Mm -hmm. am that energy. And (laughs) and then when she wants toys and fun and and energy, she goes to Auntie Crystal. Because Crystal (laughs) buys her every toy in the world. And it's like a a wonderland over there. So that's what I love. She has the choice to tap into whatever energy she wants to experience because we are creating a village. That's cool. And that's cool to me. And I imagine if all our kids had that, if we all just lived close proximity and... Our kid wanted to, I want to go watch, you know, video games. I want to watch Asante and, and hang with that, you know? So it's I'm like. Not, I want to go cuss. I'm going over <laughs> Dustin's house. Yeah, it's like, you know. I'm not going to lie, friend. When you first yeah. said that commune idea, I was like, I would love to watch that TV show. Because imagine you have a child friend and they're like, friend, you have an attitude today. I'm going to go hang out with Auntie Chris. So like, you need you to realign the chakras and I'll be back. Like, you know, when the kids <laughs> are getting you together. Woo. <laughs> So something to think about, I think, especially as the world is changing, a lot of people are moving and and finding what's important right now. I think if anything, that's what this pandemic did. It kind of stripped us down to the basics like, shit, what do I actually need to feel good? And and like Haas used to say, it's not about a to do list, but it's about a to feel list. And I think people are now changing their days based on what they want to feel. And Mm. I love that. And I think that this book kind of reminds us how to create lives that are centered around that, centered around pleasure and spirit and community and family and just feeling safe and loved and nurtured and together. And so once again, that's the spirit of intimacy 
ancient African teachings and the ways of relationships written by Saban Fusome. Thank you guys for being down to have a conversation about this. I think it's great. I think it gives us a lot to think about, especially as people are changing the configurations of their life right now. And I'm ready to have my farm and chill with my friends. Yes. <laughs> Lo- love is great. Love is fantastic. And I A love that. You know, and on that note, that's it for this week's hot button. And because I took kind of long, because I did want to cover so much ground, I'm going to uh, pass off my wellness segment since I was able to tap in and use that time. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today and now we'll jump into mr music man what you got for us this week asante no friend no we always need a little wellness for him you know what I'm that saying? was you know? wellness it was both combined it was it was <laughs> I, i'm gonna just i'm gonna just miss the wind chimes so i'm gonna just miss him this week bring him in look, and bring him out <laughs> okay look in, in case y'all missing the wind chimes i'm gonna just flick my lighter <laughs> All right, y'all. Another week or another two weeks of music. You feel me? A lot of music has come out. Uh, Unfortunately, I've still been just jamming to the old tunes. You know, I've had to play catch up on a lot of stuff. So, like, you know, so much stuff, man. Yeah, remember, like, last week I was like, I'm still listening to old Drake. And he was like, Well, Drake dropped a new record with DJ Cal. And I was like, Oh my God. So, got caught (laughs) up on that. That was amazing. I'm actually not going to play any music for this segment. I'm just going to shout stuff out and then I'm going to let you two, you know, give what you've been listening to lately. Because I wanted to make sure um, I shouted out. I think I may have mentioned her last episode, but I want to make sure I give a special shout out to one Flo Millie. I've talked about her on this show Flo forever Millie. ago. Um, I talked about her before and I know people were, you know, they're feeling her, but people keep tagging me. They're really, really loving the project. I love the fact that the project is called Ho Why Is You Here? Um, <laughs> she looks great. She's got some really, really catchy songs. She dropped a visual for a song called Week. Um, she's wearing an oversized do-rag. Everybody's got on the white tee, blue jeans. You know, like they got on the uniform. I just love Flo Millie. So I want to shout her out right quick and make sure everybody, if you haven't had a chance to go listen to it, go listen to Flo Millie and tell me if you're feeling anything off that project. Um, again, I've been listening to old stuff. So it's been it's been between Janae. Oh, it's been between Janae. I'm still giving life to Pop Smoke. And speaking of Pop Smoke, I wanted to mention something. Friend, you mentioned something to me a while back, and we did not get to touch on it. We wanted to talk about Drill. Man. Shout First out to the Drill scene in Brooklyn. And, of course, I moved here right when it popped off, so I feel like I'm immersed in the culture. It's really, really dope. I've always been like a hood rat, so I've always loved <laughs> hearing music bumping from somebody's floor and trying to figure out what the fuck they're listening to or somebody beating down the block. And I'm like, well, what, who is this? Like, what's going on? So imagine to my surprise where, you know, everywhere in Brooklyn is playing drill music. It makes me think of, since we just talked about Soulja Boy in that last episode, it makes me think of snap music and all that back in the day mm, when right. everybody was getting them a piece. And I just love the fact that drill is like 
taking over right now. It's so it's not even just Brooklyn. It's like become universal because mm-hmm. a lot of people have been tagging me and um this young rapper named Ivorian Doll. Mm. Um, she's somewhere London. It's another doll in the house, but it's she's a rapper and she's rapping over drill music. It's a perfect, perfect concept to be a female rapper right now and be the queen of drill. So if anyone out there feel like you can do it better than Ivorian Doll or any of the girls she kicking it with, because I watched the video of Ivorian Doll and she was doing a freestyle or a song with another young lady named Abigail. I've always, always, always been interested in like the London UK scene anyway, like back since Dizzy Rascal randomly appeared to us and and like, you know, the whole grunge scene. I just love that shit can be universal. So shout out to Brooklyn for starting Brooklyn Drill or shout out to Brooklyn for Drill getting so being so hot out here and making it universal because I feel like um you know pop smoke r.i.p pop smoke like you left an immaculate project you've left an immaculate sound just shout out to pop smoke and the team like that i mean brooklyn drill is it right now so i I just had to make sure i touched on that and i talked about that and And i was just making fun of crystal because we were all riding our bikes and she said that she passed she ended up passing a music video on her way back and and I now it became an inside joke. I was like, "Y'all, y'all gonna see Crystal on her bike in the new Fabio foreign." <laughs> <laughs> and Crystal was like, "Bitch, I will fucking die." <laughs> Could you imagine? You just see her riding by in a little blue bike. <laughs> I would pass out all the way out. Uh, but Fabio foreign, like, and obviously, yes. I love that you mentioned the UK because you got to pay homage to where it started, you know, but. It's nice to see Brooklyn taking on this sound and just how many people are, are doing it. And it they sounds it. dope. Like, I'm so into it. It's, it's dope the shit. And, and uh, Bobby Schmurter is supposed to be released soon. Welcome so I'm back. curious if he actually it was supposed to be like this week or today. I'm hoping prayers up. But I feel like he would step right into that, you yeah. know, and, and elevate it because we love him. We've been waiting on him. And so I'm curious to see if that's a sound that he'll play with. Yes. Well, the last thing I'm going to talk about for this Music Man segment, and then I'm going to hand it over to you two for your listens lately. I keep talking about this gentleman because I'm from Atlanta. Well, uh, yeah, I keep talking about this gentleman because I'm from Atlanta and he's a legend to me. And I just need to be sure that we are in alignment. We are in tune when we are making decisions musically because, you know, I don't really like to get anybody else's anything else. Gucci Mane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. One trillion times. Gucci Mane has dropped a track called. <laughs> Muwap. I'm sorry, M- Mulatto dropped a track called Muwap featuring Gucci Mane. Um, sampled Freaky Girl. Mulatto fucks it up. Looks great in the video. She's a great she, rapper. She's a great rapper. She, she definitely. Is. It was great watching the video and Big experiencing. Lotto. <laughs> Big Lotto. It was great <laughs> watching the, the video and experiencing the visual and the song at the same time because Mulatto just gives great bars and she knows how to serve the bars with the looks. This is something that I don't touch on a lot because I don't like to put off on, you know, black women too much of anything. But serving the look is kind of part of the whole fantasy. Mm -hmm. So I love that the look like when Mulatto is, you know, being that very freaky girl and all that shit. She's killing you with the look and the bar. And I just I can't pay attention to that enough. Great track. Great bars from her and Gucci. And great, and I love the fact that Gucci said he wanted to sign Mulatto, but she was already signed. So that would have been a great sign for you, Gucci. That, that that's all I'm gonna say, and that's where I'm gonna leave it at. 
Again, check out Mulatto. The song's called Muwap featuring Gucci Mane. And that's all I have for you all to listen to lately. Now I want to hear what you two have been listening to lately, starting with you, Fran. I want to know what you've been vibing to, what you've been cruising to, what you got the plants going on with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's going on, Fran? So I, speaking of ecosystems, I'm going to shout out one of my childhood friends, actually. Um, Cavalier who has a song with Iman Omari. Y'all know how I feel about Iman Omari. Yes. So I was like, hold up. You got a song with Iman Omari. <laughs> but I was just... <laughs> but my Please friend is again, always... <laughs> but my friend has always been dope. So it wasn't just because of that. But obviously that made me pay more attention. And uh, it's a song called Watch Me. And it features... It's First of all, let me reel it back. My friend's name is Cavalier, features Iman Omari and Quell Chris, and the song is called Watch Me, and this is how it goes. Let this be the realest shit I ever wrote until next time I could never pin this to my head doing fed time Since shit got me button heads with kin on the bread line Reverend say they got the cure but never the enzyme Uh, this chase ends, death rights Was patience when them ladies chick I dated Now I'm patient on the test site She said they gonna get it eventual Either that or dead us just for being a potential Fight the sobriety to fight my anxiety Seen dude or the Chinese on sporting the IV Hardwired to not get Age graceful, Bill Cartwright Shine after you die, starlight Light up another one that's all night It's sponsored by the blood moon My brother from another mother, mother passed too soon So I'm wondering just how we notice this Click notifications, remote condolences Try to chip the shoulders of a soloist That's upholding the globe and then question the code Pull the shift, slice the life out of mold The piece that I'm past due Cause I know the way to go Don't mean that I have to, but watch me Watch me, 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 watch me. Isn't that dope? Yeah. Don't it give you that old school like hip hop nostalgia? Like he brought that old feeling back. I love that. And I love the hook. It's like watch me. Just watch me. Like and Imano Mari produced it. That's him on the hook. Um with the backgrounds tucked in. So just dope, man. I, I, I'm i always so happy when my friends are out here doing what they want to do. Hello, working in their purpose. <laughs> hmm. It makes me happy because I know he's happy. So please support that. Um, it's from the Private Stock album. And once again, that's called Watch Me. And then here's one that's a little bit hood. <laughs> Wait, but you said, you said Cavalier is your friend though, right? Yeah. I'm checking him out because he got a song called Bo King. <laughs> we've been friends yeah. since high school like i love him like that's one of my closest friends from back in the day and when we were like in middle actually it's before high school now that i think about it because it was like eighth grade when we well, met and i just yeah man he's super dope super talented um not even saying that just because he's the homie but because he actually is like really fucking dope really smart um, and then lastly, I want to play the song called Then Leave by Beat King and Queendom Come. This song is crazy, mm. and this is how it goes. Why your face mm-hmm. so ugly? Mm-hmm. Like club guards say, throw that ass. 
poke it out. I ain't gay, but I let a bitch eat me out. Yeah, bad bitch and my bitches too. Take all these niggas' money, what we fits to do. Then leave, then leave. Get that bread, get that head, then leave. Then leave, bitch, then leave. Get that bread, get that head, then leave. Peace out. Godzilla, I ain't tricking, I'm just dicking bitches down, head down Pop that, pop that, pop that pussy to the ground She a freak, hoe, I put her on the team If you keep your pussy clean, then scream Nah, I can't give a hoe nothing, I can't give a hoe nothing If she got good head, I buy a Sonic slushy, but I can't give her no money Ooh, Throw it back like a pro bitch, pop that pussy like a faux bitch Get that bag, middle fingers up to a broke bitch Like Poke it out. Club, I ain't gay, but I let a bitch. Crazy, right? <laughs> what you, the jam. What you know, know about some B King? Poke it out. <laughs> That's dropping for Santa Ho. <laughs> this shit was crazy though. That way the beat dropped when he came in. I was like, ooh. Super hard. Once again, that's B King featuring Queendom. And it's called Then Leave. And that song is crazy. Leave. It's crazy. Get that brig, get okay. That lead. Then leave. So friends, her name is her name is actually Queen Dome Come. Queen Dome, you're right, because there's an E. <laughs> oh, like, get the I am dead. Queen Dome. Yes. And All right, B King. And so those are my two this week. What about you, Dustin Ross? What you been over there listening to? Vibing in Tulum too. <laughs> All right, and this I literally played this in Tulum. So I was on vacation. It's no secret. I wore my mask. And so uh I was playing a whole bunch of old school hip hop shit in the um, where I was, and so here's one of the songs I played. It's actually uh, "Old to Atlanta," hey! so shout out to Yelena Jasante. Hey! Um, this is "Young Rich and Dangerous" was the name of the album. Chris Cross is the name of the group, and the song is called "Money, Power, and Fame: Three Things That's a Necessity." Listen to this, y'all might remember it. Some of you don't. I'm not too sure, but for everybody out there, here's uh, yes. <laughs> "Money, Power, and Fame" by Chris Cross. Yeah. What's up, y'all? This the MAC. <laughs> of course, I got my nigga D-A-double-D. And you know I got the homie Chris to the Terry. <laughs> and this is going out to all y'all niggas in Greenbrier. All y'all niggas in Adamsville. All y'all niggas in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you at. <laughs> but first off, my nigga Chris Terry gonna run game like this. I'm on this mad paper chase. I'm talking about stacking them G's. I be making moves just like them Cubans be moving keys. Nigga, please, it's the player CT from the ATL. I used to live in hell, now I'm living swell. And I pop a hundred tops off a bottle of mud. And then I walk up out the door with your host slow. Players know about this late night creeping. Claiming you with your girls, but with me, you be Nothing but tens and millions is what I stress. On the last jam, but now I'm back with the dopeness on the other hand. Young, rich, and dangerous is what I'm stressing on. A little something for you niggas to get your tweak on. See connection, demand, and respect. And if you get out of line, then we gon' put your ass. This is a little old school for you. Oh, I love that. Good, I love though. that. That felt good. Uh-huh. A little old school crisscross. And this song is actually it's not hip hop. It's an alternative song, but it's by yes. a group called The Knife. Um, and the name of the song is Heartbeats off of the album Deep Cuts. It's one of the, my favorite songs of all time. Check it out.
vibes there on the whole. Vibe. That's I very. Like that. I can see you in Tulum vibing out to that. <laughs> Beautiful love field vacation in Tulum. It was amazing. So. Those are the vibes. Yes. Moving on. Well, let us know what y'all been listening to lately out there. And without further ado, Dustin Ross, please take us away to TV land and tell us what you've been watching. Uh, still completely enthralled and engrossed in I May Destroy You, uh, Michaela Cole's Let's beautiful sing. show on HBO. Uh, this last episode from the Maleficent costume <laughs> to... I I don't even know where to be, where to start, where to stop, but... I am completely enthralled. This is some of the greatest storytelling that I have ever seen on television. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we were lucky enough to be involved in the rollout of that series, Man. I'm just so proud of that. Um, so shout out to Michaela Cole. And then, of course, The Real Housewives of Potomac have returned to our television Woo. screens. We now have new Bravo TV content to watch. I'm so happy. Um, and they are not disappointing. Um Yes, I, I I have to stop the conversation there for reasons, but we'll talk more yes. later. Go ahead. Are you going to watch P-Valley? Everybody was tweeting saying, please tell Justin to review P-Valley. I will. I sure will. Um, P-Valley was actually create, written by um, Patrick Ian Polk, who oh, wrote snap. The Skinny, the first film that I ever wow. did, was in. So I want everybody listening to go to Patrick Ian Polk's page, P-A-T-R-I-K-I-A-N-P-O-L-K, and tell them Dustin sent me here, and he says hello. That's dope as fuck. Do that for me, you guys. Do that. Yes. And on that note, we did it. We, we got did. an episode out. Yeah, yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. We thank you so much for listening. As always, we love you so much, and we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Bye.